What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming. In this episode we are going to talk about the rise of 100 hour games and how it just seems like over the last couple years we have just had so many games starting to really hit that triple digit amount of hours it takes to complete these games. And why some games work perfectly well doing that. Some games you would just find yourself naturally going to 100 hours because you just enjoy playing in the world so much. And then how some games, you know what, they don't need to be that long. But for whatever reason, they are artificially geared towards making you spend that long in it. Because let's be honest, the more you spend on one game, the less you get to spend on all the other cool games out there. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what I've been doing on my graveyard shift the last couple weeks since I had a graveyard shift on here. And it is time for the Graveyard Shoutout of the Month. So with that being said, guys, let's jump in and let's talk about these 100-hour games. So gamers, let's talk about 100-hour games and let's talk about the difference between a few of these games. So you have a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla that I've just crossed over 100 hours. And you have a game like Elder Scrolls Skyrim where it definitely <laughs> lends itself to crossing over 100 hours. But here's the biggest difference. With a game like Skyrim... It's built to be that RPG. You're built to live in that world. It's not a place that, you know, the environment is there and your character is just there just to serve the story. That entire world is yours to explore. It's used, yours to be a part of. It's yours to have a job, to cut wood if you want to. You can sit there and get married. You can have kids. You can build your house. You can explore and do tons and tons of miscellaneous quests. Or you can join a guild. Or you can do a civil war. There's just so much to do in that game that it just can add up just naturally as you're just playing that game versus a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla where yes there's a ton of stuff to do but it's more manufactured like you go into an area there's so much wealth you're going to need to collect there's so many mysteries there's so many artifacts to find and while you don't have to do all of these things you're going to want to because each of those things is how you level up so the game kind of makes those as a way you're grinding when you get into an area the more of those things you find, it builds your experience, which builds up to your power level, which allows you to take on the people easier. Now, Skyrim also has leveling up as well, but it's more tied to how many times you do something. For example, if you're using a one-handed sword, the more you use it, the more you build that up, which will in turn increase your overall rating. Whereas Valhalla, it's the more you do, as in the more events you complete and story missions and viewpoints, the better your character is. So the game pushes you to do that so that you can have that better build of Eivor. Now, the thing is, Skyrim actually feels like a very natural 100 hours. Now, at the same time, the story for Valhalla is definitely a lengthy story. In fact, 100 hours in, where I'm at in the story, I'm probably about halfway. That's what's crazy about it. And I would dare say you could take all of the factions and the main story, the Civil War of Skyrim, and shove them into the length it takes to complete the story of Valhalla, and Valhalla would probably still have a beat by a mile. Again, I haven't beat Valhalla's story, but I'd imagine just looking at what left I have, it's got some length to it. Now, there's nothing wrong with a long story, but it's when you have a long story and you add so much more to it, you start to go, man, like, does this game need to be this long? Is there a reason why I'm spending over 100 hours and I still don't see the finish line in sight? Now, I definitely think there are some game styles that do benefit a longer game. For example, Death Stranding. Death Stranding's all about exploring. I mean, you're walking everywhere. So eventually, you'll get some different vehicles. You'll get some zip lines. But it's all about that journey and how you get across it. Now, again, that is going to make the game take 
a good bit of time to complete. I think when I completed the game, I was right under 70 hours. And that's doing a fair bit of side stuff, a fair bit of exploring, but you're doing so much walking. And, you know, when you first get to a new area, you can't just drive there. You have to walk and you have to set up zip lines. So it's built that way, but that's where the enjoyment and the fun of the game is to figure out how to do that. Now, later on, when I went back and I spent another probably 40 hours getting that platinum, again, that was just for fun. The game didn't force me to do that. I wanted to do that. So that's where that 100 hours is a little bit different as in you just kind of find yourself doing it, but the game is built for you to spend that much time in it. You can't fast track that platinum. You have to put that work in. But again, that much time taken is because it takes that in the game to do. At the same time, there are just some games that are artificially pushed to 100 hours. It's like it's a tick box that developers have that says, we want to make sure gamers get 100 hours because then it'll be an epic game. And if it's an epic game, it'll sell more and more people will want to play it. And the best example I can use for that from recent years, for me, is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Because look, there is a solid game there. It's an awesome game. They do a lot of great stuff well, but there is so much stuff in that game that quite frankly, doesn't need to be there. I think Valhalla, is, even though I use that as a term for how long I spend in it, Valhalla is a much better example of how to, hey, put stuff in the game to do to want to complete versus just an abundance of stuff with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, how many times do you go to a new area land and you have to find the leader and you have to rob the treasury and you have to have a conquest battle and you have to take so many forts out? Like, they're just nonstop in this game. There's no variety. It's just the same thing over and over again it extends the length of the game to the point that i was just like by the end like i don't want to do these anymore i will just risk not being that powerful because come on and it gets to the point that you just feel like it's just there's no quality there there has to be quality with odyssey once you got to that 100 hour mark i was scratching my head going but what did i really do the story was cool the main missions were cool but then you look at all the side quests they had and my word they had so many and while a lot of people love Witcher 3, I think Witcher 3 did a fantastic job of kind of showing how we should be treating side missions or side quests, depending on the type of game you're playing. Odyssey, they almost had more of those than they had the main game, and they were so long. And while it is nice to have intricate ones, at the same time, sometimes less is more because the more you have, the chances of those quality are going to go down. This is another example that I'll have to praise Bahala for. Hey, we have these side quests, but... Within three to ten minutes, you're probably going to be done with them. And I think that's perfect. Now, when you're looking at game time, man, game time is kind of a funny thing. Because for the longest time, I know a lot of you younger gamers might not believe this, but 20 hours was like, that was the epic length. It wasn't 100 hours. It was 20 hours. And you know what? It's funny now because you look back and you go, 20 hours, man. Like, that doesn't seem like much. But you know what? That first Assassin's Creed... You could probably do the majority of that game in about 20 hours. In fact, a couple of the original Assassin's Creed. The original couple of Grand Theft Auto, 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Yeah, you can spend a lot more time in that, but if you're just going to play that game through, you're probably going to be right in there. Nowadays, you kind of fast forward to where we're at now, and I got to tell you, 20 hours to me is like that really good linear type game or just a smaller game. You hit me at 20 hours. For example, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I spent 18 hours in that game getting it to 100%. And you know what? I felt like it was great. That gave me plenty of side stuff to do. That includes the time that I just goofed around having fun with the game. A full story. 20 hours, man, that's awesome. Hitman 3, same thing. Maneater from last year. Man, 20 hours? Like, you were sitting there going, dude, 
this is the perfect length because if any more of it, I might have got bored with it. Any less, I would have missed it. So I honestly look at it and go, hey, 20 hours is good for those smaller experiences. Then we're going to bump up to 40. See, 40 is where I think, if I'm going to use Assassin's Creed as an example, that's where I think these games should be at. Give us a good-sized world, a good story, have some fun time in there, incorporate it in there. 40 hours is good. 40 hours is what I think a lot of open-world games should shoot for to have a player come in, play the game, and be ready to move on with. Anything more than that, you almost kind of wonder, hey, are people going to get kind of bored where you're at? Now, when you go to 100-hour games, yes, those should be your epic games. I'll give you that. But here's the deal, and this is a true story. When I played the original Mass Effect trilogy... All three games combined, I spent 91 hours, guys. Each of those games, Mass Effect 1, 31 hours. Mass Effect 2 and 3, right at 30 hours apiece. Doing everything I could do. That epic trilogy <laughs> was less than 100 hours for me to play through in my life. Whereas now, I'm playing games that are 100 hours by themselves. I really think if you're going to push for 100 hours, it has to be because of a good reason. It's got to be a game that requires it. For example, the new Yakuza, Like a Dragon, that's turn-based. I don't know how long it's taken Mr. C from Game with Mr. C to complete it, but I want you to think about that. If he were to sit there and tell me that he spent 70 hours playing through it, I would believe it because, hey, just fighting those fights are going to take longer. You're going to spend some time. That is a natural way that you're getting the time out of it. I also brought up when I played through Death Stranding and I spent 100 hours in it, you know what? Absolutely, it's built for 100 hours because of the way the game is played, the way you're going to have to walk. and the, You know what I'm saying? Like Just the natural way in which you play the game is going to build itself up. Something like Skyrim, where you're living the life of your character, I definitely think is easy to get to 100 hours, but again, you're making your own adventure essentially in that game. And then there are some games where you are just going to spend a ton of time in the game world. And it's not because of the developer. It's because you like being in there. I can't fault Red Dead Redemption 2 for having so much time on there. According to my PlayStation, I have 286 hours into it. Now, let me be clear about that. That's two full playthroughs. That is 100% on there. I mean, there's a lot on there for me to be up to there. But most of that comes from just good old-fashioned exploring, having fun, jumping back in there and just seeing what I can get Arthur into, or John, or whatever it may be. Just replaying it because you love that game. I have right at 100 hours, I think it's actually 99, I should really just pop the disc in and play for an hour, in Horizon Zero Dawn. Why is that? Because it is just so good. I love just going around and exploring, and seeing the sights, and the way they created our world in that futuristic environment. I That kind of stuff, I love. And then the combat, and certain ways you play games are just... They're just going to be something you want to keep jumping back into. I mean, I talked about Yakuza 7. What about the rest of the Yakuza's? How easy is it to get into those games and absolutely lose track of time in the arcades or in street battles or just whatever you feel like having fun with? But let me ask you this question. The negatives of these 100-hour games is, does it affect other things? For example, does it affect your enjoyment of DLC? I can tell you right now, when I played through Assassin's Creed Odyssey, by the time I was done with that game, I think it was about 115 hours. Well, when I got done, the Legacy of the Hidden Blade was already out. And I played through it. And you know what? I can't say I didn't love the game be or that DLC because I did. Because ultimately, it was really good. It's what I needed. But by the time the second DLC came out, so now I'm about 130 hours into this, the second DLC drops and it's Fate of Atlantis. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
I did not like Fate of Atlantis. All three episodes. There was very, very little I liked in them. And ultimately, I think it's because I had spent so much time in that game that by the time I got to the second episode of Fate of Atlantis, I was so burned out. I mean, I was burned out to the point that once I finished three, or the third episode, I should say, of Fate of Atlantis, I took several months before I came back to try to get the platinum. And then, even once I got done with the game, my mind was so burned out on that game that when the awesome Immortals game came out a few months ago, I kind of sat there and said, dude, I just I just can't right now. Like, it just it looks too much like Odyssey. I can't play it. There's just a ton of games, and I can even use Valhalla as this. Is I'm at over 100 hours. I'm not done with the main story. The first DLC is about to drop this month, and ultimately I'm looking at it going, there's no way I'm going to play that DLC because I haven't even beat the base game. I'd like to beat the base game before I even worry about this DLC, and guess what? There's another DLC coming. So for me, it can kind of push DLC to the back where you're like, yo, could you have trimmed it up? It goes to that quality thing that I talked about. There's 100 hours in Valhalla right out the gate. I'm not even done with it, so it's going to be a lot more than 100. Could they have used less story arcs? Maybe. I don't know where it's going to play out. So far, I've enjoyed every story arc, but when I'm done with it, am I going to look back and go, you know what? That one really didn't mean anything. Could they have trimmed some of the side content? So maybe you're not pushing yourself so far to get everything if you're doing what I'm doing in the game because I want my power level to be high. Could they have done stuff to slim it up so that you can speed through it? I don't know, but I definitely think it really does hurt the DLC. And I'll tell you another thing it hurts, and that is your game plan. Now, I've talked to Hulk and Yoda from Lost at Sea Gaming here on Anchor, and he's had a conundrum, and it's because of Valhalla. Valhalla and Cyberpunk, these are both longer experiences, especially Valhalla, where he wants to play these games, but, man, there's all these other games that has come out that he has sat there and struggled with. Man, how am I going to play these games? I'm looking forward to these games. I can relate because while I don't have a ton of newer games dropping that I've been rushing to play, I have a backlog that's been building up for games that I've seen that I've been wanting to play for years that I put on there. I've got a Christmas. I'll put it to you like this. My wife got me a ton of games for Christmas. I have not touched any of them because I have been playing Valhalla all these months, minus a few detours here and there. So ultimately, at the end of the day, these 100-hour games, while I think they're awesome, and I'm not naive, I know every developer goes into a game going, yo, we want players to love this game, we want them to spend all their time in this game. But I think developers also can't be naive to the fact that most gamers want to love your game and want to play your game, but they do want that ending in sight because there's always going to be a shiny new game that they want to get to next. And right now, developers, I'm begging you, please don't. Plus, let's just be real. If you developers would stop spending 100 hours in these games... That'll probably cut your budget back a little bit. And then you know what? Maybe you don't have to increase the prices for this generation. I don't know. Just an idea. So gamers, let's talk about some games that could have been made shorter. Now, while I understand a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you can't actually take what they did there and make it into a smaller game. But I think you could have actually made Assassin's Creed Valhalla a shorter experience. You could have made origins and odyssey you could have made those all the normal length and size that the assassin's creed games were preceding that i thought syndicate and unity had a great deal they had a great maps they also had an awesome tight storyline and just some side things to get into the biggest thing is they didn't have that crazy upgrade system that we have where you gotta worry about scaling enemies and making sure your guys build and you got this certain power level before you go to this area they weren't like that. And I think that better benefits the Assassin's Creed games. I think Assassin's Creed's 
the story is the epic part. I don't think that they need to go in there and be worrying about establishing an entire epic journey that your character's going on. Or I don't think that they even need to be what we're doing in Valhalla where you're setting up an entire kingdom and getting all these kings. Like I think you can make these games in that 40-hour range, which I think is the perfect length for an open-world game, as I just discussed in the previous episode. So that's what I would do. I would cut down on the side stuff. I'd cut down on the side. I would keep the world events the way they are in Valhalla, but I would move it. I would move the area into a smaller area. I mean, maybe a city and a woody area around it. Maybe, you know, some different environments, but I would make it a little bit more compact, a tighter experience. And then, again... Look at that story and say, okay, let's get the best value out of it. Let's not go crazy. Another game that I'm going to point out that could have been shorter is Yakuza 6. I love Yakuza 6, Song of Life. But where they messed up with this, it goes back to that story. And quite frankly, they tried to add one too many twists. See, the first story you're going on is all mystery of who is the father of this child. And they do a great job with red herrings and building it up and twists and turns until you finally find out who it is. The problem after that is they introduce another twist that ultimately to me is not as rewarding. It's not as interesting. And quite frankly, it takes some of the attention away from that better storyline we had. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, man, you just kind of went for a little too much. And you probably added on to the game by, you know, at least 10, 15 hours. All right, guys, here's where it gets a little bit controversial for some of you because I'm going to say Witcher 3. And there's two ways Witcher 3 just goes on a little too long. Number one, it's a quest inside of a quest. That's right. When you get to a certain point in the story, you have to find Dandelion, Witcher's friend and his cohort of sorts. The problem is it takes forever to find him. I mean, you will do so many quests just to get to him. Now, I'm not saying those quests were bad, and maybe had they changed the narrative a little bit, it would have been different, but the fact that you just feel like you are stuck at that spot for so long, just, okay, now you got to work for this guy to get another clue. Now you got to work for this guy. Like, they could have streamlined that. That is probably the only part in that story that I ever was like, oh, and to the point that I got so bored with it, I actually stopped playing, and I had to come back and do mostly side quests and a little main story here and there just to make it where I actually cared enough and then once I got past it and I found Dandelion, I was good to go. But I would have definitely trimmed that down. And the biggest thing they could have done is, while it is iconic now and it has changed the way video games want you to go look at spots on the map, there were so many question marks. Last year, I loaded up Witcher 3 just to have fun with it and play around. And man, I went and I started clearing out those question marks. And after hours upon hours, and I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're bad. But I pulled back on that map screen and it was like, holy crap. There were still so many of them. And understand, I played a lot of that game, over 100 hours when it first came out in the first couple of years. Last year, another 10 hours or so. So to still be way into it and have all those things, it kind of goes, again, back to that quantity versus quality. Like, yeah, you can have a lot there. And while they are fun to do and that is some good quality, at the same time, do you need 500 question marks in a certain area do you need to clear out so many monsters nests do you need to do again it's just one of those things that you go man like uh it's cool but did it just kind of artificially extend how long you play the game and then i'm gonna go with an older game that i played last year and that's kingdom hearts 2 because man that last level and i know a lot of games do this bro force actually does this as well where you get to that last level and they want to throw 
boss after boss after boss and a little action in between and then boss after boss and a little bit more action and it just extends that last level to where you're like all right i get it's the last level but this is just getting ridiculous and speaking of the last level man i'm gonna tell you this one right here kind of hurts my heart to say and that's the blair witch game because when i played that game i was in love with it i'm a big fan of the first and the third movie not the second one and i thought it was perfectly done i was enjoying so much about it and when you get to the end and you look up and you see the house i thought oh boy this is going to be amazing my heart was on edge i go through that door and i'm like this is going to be nuts and you start seeing stuff and everything's great Look, man, 45 minutes later, you're bored. You're just wanting to get the thing over with. It's just so overdone and falsely inflated is the best way I can say it. That it almost ruins your experience at that point. Because like I said, the game's only four hours. But it feels like they were like, you know what? We need to get to that fifth hour. Let's just have you running around a house for an hour. It took all the fun out. When you got in that house, it should have been very quick because that's how the movies play like that's the whole thing once you get in that house nothing's gonna gonna happen don't draw it out they drew it out and it took all the fun out of it guys again these are all games that have already been out we may never see another traditional yakuza game or kingdom hearts or witcher but when i think of something like assassin's creed i think there are ways to make the game that you want to make but make it a shorter experience So gamers, what have I been doing on the Graveyard Shift? Well, I have completed both Broforce and Astro's Playroom, and I should have Indie Corner reviews coming for those very, very soon. On top of that, my main game has been Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I did finish Kent's locations, getting all the wealth and the mysteries and the artifacts. I completed the story arc. I gotta say, I love, and I hope I pronounce her name right, Falky. I love that character for reasons that I won't get into here. I'm hoping... Hoking Yoda is able to play through it relatively shortly so we can discuss it, but I can't even say why. <laughs> but if you've played the game, you will know what I mean when I say after Oxenfordshire and after Kent, their story arcs, I love where this game is going, and a lot of it is thanks to Folky herself. Now, after I finished Kent, I went back to Raventhorpe, and that led to an event that I was so excited to happen because I wanted this event to happen. I can't even stress that enough. But due to the fallout of that event and everything going on in the story, I decided to change up Eivor's look. And I decided to go with that short hair on top and the smaller beard. And just given that frustrated, I'm ticked off, I'm not happy, I wanted that look. Now i got to also admit, the one thing i got to knock about this game, and I don't get it, is you give these goatee options and these beard options, but the more you upgrade your chest armor or what you're wearing the more clipping that happens because that armor gets bigger and bigger and I just, I don't get it. Like, Ubisoft, did you not notice the, the clipping and you just don't care? Like, to me, that's just very distracting. So the shorter beard kind of helped out as well. I did start the Jotunheim story arc. I got almost all the mysteries and the tears. I'm trying to go through and, you know, play a little bit of story and do the side stuff. I felt like Kent was so massive with so many things to find that, I was almost like getting tired. I just wanted to get to the story. So Jotunheim, I'm kind of splicing up a little bit more. But I'm down to the final stretch of actually getting all the side stuff. One thing that did kind of annoy me, though, is I found a bear that is level 400. My understanding is it is the most powerful enemy in the game. I think it frustrates me because I was hoping that, you know, after I cleared out Asgard and hopefully Jotunheim at that time, that 
I wouldn't have to go back to them. Not because I don't like them, but since they're kind of a dream type thing, I just didn't see where the story would have me go back to that. I feel like it kind of breaks that immersion, you know, dealing with power levels and stuff. And honestly, knowing I got to go back to it is like, come on, man, really? Like, I like to clear everything. I understand when it's on the main map and, you know, like the third sister. While I don't necessarily understand why it's in East Anglia, considering that's a very low-level area, I understand her being something you're going to have to work for. But at the same time, this bear's not even on the main map. Like, you're going to have to remember to go back there and deal with that. So, I don't know, man. It, it That's a little frustrating. But I will say, as far as Jotunheim goes, the story actually seems pretty cool. I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But, guys, it is time for that graveyard shout-out of the month. And I have to tell you, looking through Time Hop and just thinking about it, man, it popped up. The DLC for Assassin's Creed 3 came in my time hop and i played through that about a year ago thanks to the assassin's creed 3 remaster i'd never played the tyranny of king george before i absolutely loved it i thought it was cool to have the animal powers i thought the story was cool like the apple showing hey what would have happened i definitely definitely think about that and i think fondly of it and it makes me go man i really really this year need to get back to assassin's creed 3 because i talked about it so many times about how i wanted to finish that replay just to kind of have that conversation hey is this game as good as i remember it or was everybody else right when they were like nah it's probably the weakest game so hopefully someday soon i will get back to it and i can find out for myself gamers i hope you enjoyed this episode where we talked about these 100 hour games and let me stress a 100 hour game is not a bad thing I just kind of question, does every game need to be 100 hours? It seems to be a topic among my friends that all of us are going, man, I miss the days of 20 hours being a long game. There's just so many games we want to play, and when you're stuck at a game, especially when you get you know, a little older in life like I am, and you have those different responsibilities like a wife, and then you have children, you just kind of get to the point that you don't have the time to dedicate to it, but you love gaming so much you don't want to stop. But either way, guys... I would love to know your thoughts on this. Please reach out to me at the Graveyard Gamer at Gmail. Please reach out to me on Instagram at the Graveyard Gamer. I'm always posting new pics on Twitter, the Graveyard G, and on YouTube where I'm posting cool videos of whatever I'm making at Graveyard Gamer. In fact, today I had a match in Fire Pro Wrestling and I had a critical attack from Dean Ambrose onto Kenny Omega. I thought it looked really dope. Check that video out. And there's this Far Cry video that apparently is blowing the world up off of my youtube feast so check that one out as well mr c knows what i'm talking about it's just it's just blowing our mind that one video is just rocketing up in views but anyway guys as always i'll be creeping around the graveyard <laughs>